You're listening to Ditch the Diet Radio with myself, Rachel Foy, the Food Freedom Coach. This is a podcast for smart, driven, high-achieving women who are sick and tired of their food struggles holding them back from having a life that they really want. So if you're ready to stop the struggle with eating, fighting your body, and ultimately find your own food freedom, then you, my gorgeous, are so in the right place right now. If you love the conversations that we have here on Ditch the Diet Radio, then be sure to check out my website at rachelfoy.com for free workshops, gifts, and much, much more. So are you ready? Here's a brand new episode from Ditch the Diet Radio. And welcome to episode 21 of Ditch the Diet Radio. I hope that you are all very well rested and you are ready for a a very fascinating conversation with the happiness ninja. Now, before I introduce to you this awesome, awesome guest, I just want to ask you the question, are you happy right now? Because when we struggle with food and body image and we feel disconnected and we feel lost, there's often so little happiness going on in our world that food does become our best friend and our coping strategy and the thing that we use to fill those empty spaces. So today's guest is someone that can definitely shine a bit more light on this topic of happiness. She goes by the name of the Happiness Ninja, as I've just mentioned, and this is a very good friend of mine, Marie-Claire Ashcroft, and she popped in on the show a little while ago. We had a chat and she shared with me some really fascinating um more conversations really around the topic of how can we be more happy? How can we embrace our happy side? How can we bring more fun into our lives? And if you're listening to Ditch the Diet Radio right now because you feel like you are struggling with food and body image, there's a very good chance that it's because maybe a lack of happiness and fun and pleasure in your world right now. And actually food is one of those things that you are using to fill those voids for want of a better word. So Marie Claire popped on the show a little while ago. We had a fabulous conversation. Don't want to share the end of this conversation, but she manages to talk about her bottom, which was actually quite amusing. So without further ado, here she is, the happiness ninja, Marie Claire Ashcroft. Make yourself comfortable, guys. This is a really great conversation. There is a little bit of sound distortion early on in the interview, but it does get better later on. So stick with it. It won't last for long. Right then, and I'm hoping that the lovely Marie Claire is here to chat with us today. Are you there? Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Good, Very good. excited to be here. No, it's lovely to have you here. I was, um, I was actually thinking just before we um, kind of got on and had a quick chat that you are one of the only people that I've ever had on Ditch the Diet Radio that I've actually physically met and sat next to. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's the first isn't it that's good Yay. that's good it's like most of the people on the, on the the podcast I've never physically met apart from you so you are an exception already which is awesome right that's then I like it I know exactly so for anybody that's listening right now Marie Claire that doesn't know who you are um do you just want to give a little brief introduction to the listeners just to kind of give us an idea as to who we're talking to today Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Marie-Claire Ashcroft and I am a creative uh, entrepreneur. Um, Yeah, I've basically got a a couple of businesses and wanted to talk to you today about my happiness ninja business. I know. (laughs) I'm so excited about this. So Marie-Claire, I think think you describe yourself as a professional rebel, which is awesome. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love this. So you've got, like you said, a few sort of strings to your bow. I know that you're a photographer, aren't you? And you 
do a few other bits I'm and pieces. A moment capturing goddess, actually. <gasps> oh, I, I love this. As you're <laughs> about to find out, everyone that's listening right now, Marie Claire's got a way of expressing herself, which I think is really fab. Um, yeah, so yeah, you are a moment capturing goddess, but we're going to have a chat today about your happiness ninja that you do, because I think this is yes. such an important topic. Um, so obviously the, the listeners right now, we're, we're obviously talking about sort of ditch the diets and we're talking about just generally not feeling very good with ourselves. And a lot of people listening right now might not be in a very happy place and they're mm-hmm. believing that they need to lose weight in order to feel happy, etc. So can you give us a bit of a, a background, Marie-Claire? So before we start dipping into the happiness ninja and what you actually do now, what's your background? Like, why have you become so passionate about helping other people? learn how to be happy well it's most people don't actually believe this when they meet me because I'm this thingy ball of energy but um out of my 36 years on the planet 30 of those were suffering with low self-esteem depression and anxiety and um yeah but I was always really really good at hiding it um you know starting off very young not feeling good about myself sort of you know making a wrong belief about who I was from a young age just made me very shy and not very confident and I didn't know what I wanted to do and I wanted to please people and just be accepted and that over time that you know by sort of not listening to who I was or thinking I was very good that led to depression and there was always this voice in my head just saying oh you're not good enough or that person doesn't like you or um, you know, anything. I mean, I didn't realise until about six months ago that this busyness in my head was anxiety. <laughs> I didn't realise it at all. That's so interesting. So your kind of like definition of anxiety for you was just like having what loads of thoughts in your head and just mm-hmm. constant stuff going on. Yeah, just constantly not thinking I was enough or that somebody didn't like me or that um, a big one for me is that I was doing somebody's head in or, you know, it was just this constant not being okay with who I was. And I didn't realize, you know, everyone says, you know, watch your thoughts and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes they can be so, I don't know what the word is. Yeah, so sort of just part of who you are. You don't actually realize that they're happening. And um, but I, I never wanted to be a burden to anybody. So I kept this really, really quiet. You know, it was only the closest people who knew me who'd see my ups and downs and out there in the world. I was like, no, can't let anyone know, you know, put on a brave face, be proud, you know. Mm. And so I was really good at cheering everybody else up but inside. You know, I was like the clown, like crying on the inside. And that's quite common, isn't it? Because a lot of a lot of the people that I've spoken to, obviously in the capacity of like food and body image, who were weight and diet obsessed, when they don't feel very good about themselves, it's surprising how many of those women, to the outside world, people don't know that they've got any issues. Like you just said for yourself, they kind of put on this, it's almost like a mask. Like they kind mm. of hide all this inner turmoil from the world because they don't want people to know. And is that is that something that you were aware of doing? Or is that just what you know you did now that you kind of look back on it? Well, I think what I was doing, um, I was always running away from myself, uh, you know, putting myself last or sort of building a wall, Um, you know, because I I didn't want to feel what I was feeling and I didn't want to, you know, anything to do with me was just like, I I can't deal with this. I'll focus on someone else or I'll focus on, on some, you know, doing this for somebody. And 
over time, the more I was doing things that weren't me, I, I was literally, like you say, brick building, you know, it's like a mask building this brick wall. Yeah. Until one day I couldn't feel anything anymore. And and that was that was the big thing for me because I'd been used to not feeling happy. But when I couldn't even feel sad, I just completely built such a wall and disconnect from myself. It was like, oh, well, what's what's the point? Who am I? What's going on? I was completely numb. And was that a bit of a kind of a turning point for you? Did you realize at that time that there was something not quite right and you needed to start addressing some things? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, at the time I was just um, doing the photography business Um and I think I think for me the the big turning point was realizing that because I didn't have faith in who I was or tr- you know like who I was, I was always looking at what I should and I'm using you know, sort of inverted commas here yeah. what I should do. Um, so I think I yeah think... what you know what should I do to be a good business person? What should yeah. I do you know to, to for this career or whatever? And yeah, it was just. Um, I was just horrible. I was just so completely lost. I think that um, I think someone referred to that a little while ago. I can't remember if it was a guest on the show or someone that I was speaking to. But when we when we find ourselves living in a world where we are literally ruled by the shoulds, as in I should mm. do this and I should do that and I shouldn't do this, you do end up completely disconnecting from who we are, don't we? And that's as you said totally. for you, that was a massive, I suppose, kind of cause as to why you've gotten to where you've gotten to. Because I'm I'm guessing from what you're saying, like if you were building up these walls and barriers because you didn't really want to feel, but also you didn't mm-hmm. want to bring yourself to that attention of having these things, you mm-hmm. were just disconnecting yourself like over a, a period of time, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think when, when you sort of feel so low about yourself and so, you know, you don't value even your own opinion or, you know, give yourself the choice. It's like, well, I, l- I look to what somebody expects of me because then it's sort of winning brownie points. I don't have to I don't have to look at what I want. If I look what somebody else expects of me, then again, it's that sort of avoiding myself. Yeah. And definitely. Yeah. So were you a, were you quite a big people pleaser in the past? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Guilty as charged. <laughs> it's um, that's a really common one. Again, sort of bringing in the whole food struggles and weight obsession. I see this probably in a hundred percent of the women that I've ever spoken to when they are literally in the grips and the depth of food and weight and food obsession. This sort of need to either people please, or if it's not people pleasing, there's definitely this air of them needing validation or rather needing approval from others. And Mm -hmm. it's quite interesting why we do that, because I used to be the same. I was definitely a people pleaser in the past. Um, Is that something that you, I suppose, found, I want to say found difficult, but at the time of you doing it, I'm guessing you didn't really see anything wrong with that, did you? No, um, I didn't, because I was so disconnected with with myself, you know, and it happened from a young age. Um, Yeah, I just... um, I would just look to what everyone else was doing around me and think, you know, like, say, for example, in in a job, you know, I I knew that inside I was sort of this little rebel that wanted to have this really exciting life, but I didn't believe I could or I didn't believe that I was good enough. So I just thought, well, what's everybody else doing? And, And you look around what's going on. And I think that's, 
Yeah. I think that's the same with anybody with um, sort of body image issues is that, you know, if you look anywhere, you've got, oh, look on the magazine, you've got to look like this, look on Instagram, you've got to look like this. And it's yeah. always what you should be doing and, and, and you don't get to think, well, what do you want to be or... I know what it's you- it's and it sounds really sounds kind of obvious doesn't it like I know you've been through your like own journey of self-discovery as have you know a lot of people that I've spoken to myself included and when we kind of look back and I don't know whether you do this but when you like look back now on your story does it seem kind of like a little bit surprising to you that you just didn't allow yourself to just be who you were um, well, I look back at my journey as like with quite a lot of compassion. You know, I I can't look look at it and go, oh, you stupid woman. You know, can't believe you wasted that time because it was all, yeah, it was all all a lesson, and I had to go through it to get to where I am today. Um, it's all positive, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I th- and I think that's a big part of the the happiness, you know, work that I promote that you know you you can never regret anything you know uh, you've got to let things fuel your change but I think don't think you should ever regret definitely agree I think sometimes Mm -hmm. it can we can be so we can be so nasty to ourselves anyway the best of times Mm -hmm. can't we (laughs) and I think if we start reflecting on our past and thinking oh I shouldn't have done this and I should have again there's the shoulds um it's not going to help us not going to serve us is it like we can't change the past we can only kind of focus on the present and obviously focus a bit more on the future Mm -hmm. so um going back to your story then so you said that you were very um kind of used to people pleasing you'd built up this wall over like a period of time where you got into this stage of literally being I think you said like almost numb to just to just life in general mm-hmm. um I know you kind of mentioned about like depression and, and anxiety I'm guessing that you had quite low self-confidence as well did you yeah definitely well because I didn't I didn't like who I was and I didn't trust what I wanted to do and I wanted everyone around me to to be happy and I didn't want them to think oh well you know say for example if we were going on a day out you know I wouldn't want to choose something because what if I picked something that everyone else didn't like then they'd hate me (laughs) yeah it's just really really stupid um but yeah so so just spent all this time going oh well I won't think about what I want and and that's the thing with depression I mean you know I'm not um I'm not sort of I'm not a therapist or anything I'm not trained in that sort of um the chemical side of depression but I know for myself and I, and I don't think I'm the only person but I think the further you are away from like your core self your truth your you know your actual soul and what you're here to do on this planet the more you've got this sort of should head on and the more you're doing what you think you should, mm. then that for me, the more I did what I thought I was supposed to, the more further away I was and the more depressed I was. So anytime I feel myself sort of slipping and I'm, I have to go, hang on, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I not listening to myself? And I think these days it is really, really easy to slip into this, um, putting yourself last and doing doing what you think you should because you know if you think about 
if you think about school, for example, I mean, we all start at sort of, you know, nursery school and we play and we get creative and we're all sort of testing the water on what we're supposed to do. And then suddenly we, we go into sort of regular education and we're told what we need to learn and what's expected of us. And it starts at such a young age and suddenly you're taken away from the, the fun and play aspect of, of what's enjoyable to yourself. And it's, oh, well, I've got these exams to study for, or I've got to get this grade, or I've got to go to this school. And suddenly it's everything about what you've got to do, and it's all in the future. And then then it comes to getting your job, and then, you know, it's all everything. It's like everything's marked out for you, and we, we sort of stop that sort of core playing enjoyment of it. Absolutely. I think you said something really significant there about the further away that we are from, like, our true soul that's when mm-hmm. we're going to start going down this path of disconnect. It could be anxiety. Yeah. It could be, like you said, for you, depression, feeling a little mm-hmm. bit crap about life. I know from my experience, that's when food played a massive role for me. You know, like overeating, binging, craving foods because I was just not happy with, with life because I was on that path mm-hmm. as well. You know, not not really doing what my, my soul was truly desiring, but I didn't know what else I should have been doing at the time. Um, yeah and I think so many people can relate to that definitely so I'm kind of curious then Marie Claire so here you are in this position where you've built up all these walls you feel like really numb as you said and you're in this place of kind of implying that you obviously felt really stuck like you were just there Mm. and life was going on and you were just kind of in it what what did you start to do? And I often ask my guests this, it's like, how did you actually start to make these changes to start helping you along your journey? So can you remember like what you started to do like back then? Like what was the first thing that you noticed or took action on? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Sure. Um, well, I, I knew I didn't want to do the things that I'd done in the past to tackle my depression. Like I said, I was used to feeling bad um, but this sort of feeling nothing was was new to me because in the past, you know, I, I'd, I'd done antidepressants and I'd been to see a counsellor and stuff. And they they worked to some extent, but that was more like putting a plaster on things or yeah. dealing with, you know, opening a can of worms. And I've, I've got no problem with sort of taking that break with the antidepressants or taking, you know, actually understanding your past. But for me, I just knew, hang on, I'm completely disconnected. Um, and... So I, I thought, well, what's what's the good thing? You know, I looked on the internet and read some books and stuff, and I I'd heard about meditation, and um, you know, I was sort of I didn't want to talk about it because at the time I was like, oh, it's a bit out there, yeah. Um, and I found this sort of twenty-one day meditation challenge, and um, yeah, it was. I thought, well, yeah, twenty-one days, perfect time to start a habit. You know, I can do this every day. And after a few days, um, I was lying there and I, I really enjoyed, you know, the, the time to myself. And, you know, sometimes it was a little bit hard to sort of turn your brain off. But a few days into it, I was I was lying there on the sofa, breathing deeply. And then it was like, oh, it feels like it feels like there's a five year old sitting on my chest. <laughs> and so I was breathing um, and, and this f- feeling would not go away. And my sort of, you know, 15, 20 minutes finished. And I finished the meditation session and I was like, I can still feel what, you know, this pressure on my sort of breastplate. Like literally it felt like, you know, a small child had just yeah. sat on me on the sofa. 
And so the next day, you know, and, and that was there the whole time. Um, and then the next day I started meditating again. And obviously, because I didn't know a lot about meditation, I was trying to meditate the feeling out. So I was like, hmm, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like doing the totally the wrong thing, um, trying to get rid of it rather than sort of surrender to it. And I totally wasted this next meditation session trying to sort of push this weird feeling out. And um, and again, it didn't go and it was I finished the session and I was just thinking this feeling is not going to go away. And I actually started to get a little bit worried. And then I just intuitively put my hand on my chest and just went, oh, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I did the most disgusting, fugly, <laughs> snotty, ugly cry of like, you know, literally gut wrenching. I dread to think what I look like. And it was just like, it was like my first ever unpacking of emotional baggage. I don't know what it related to, what anything. But I knew it had to come out of my system. Yeah. And I cried for about 20 minutes. And I felt amazing afterwards. All of this, you know, it just made me realize that we carry stuff in our body without realizing it until we actually stop yeah. for a, a minute and go. Because as soon as, as soon as I'd cried this out, I was like, oh, wow, that's been there for goodness knows how long. Yeah, exactly kind of releasing it yeah and so that sent me on this sort of you know just sort of journey to actually you know an adventure to get to know myself you know I call it and it hasn't always been pretty there has had to be tears and there's had to be things written out and some memories have come back but they help you understand things a little bit more because I think a lot of the issues whether it's people pleasing or it's food or staying busy it's never about that you know I'm sure you probably find with anyone who you work with it's never about the food yeah absolutely it's it's about you know running away from something that's deep inside our you know that we're inside us that we're not looking at yeah definitely have you got a more comfortable with emotion now Marie Claire oh yeah I cry in front of it (laughs) (laughs) me too awesome (laughs) yeah yeah I'm I think because I built up the wall, you know, I'd even sort of see a a sad, you know, one of those gut-wrenching adverts on the telly. <laughs> You're like, I can't let this affect me, you know, yeah. to the point where I was just so proud and didn't want to want anyone to see, you know, weakness or... It's funny, isn't it, how we often kind of think that it's it's like a weakness of our personality to to express our emotion. And I was exactly the same. Like I can so relate to what you're saying. And, you know, I I know, again, bringing sort of food back into the conversation, but a lot of women do suppress emotion by food. They stuff it down. You know, mm. they they metaphorically push that feeling away because they don't want to go there. Um, yeah. And I know that I always tell my clients, it's like you've got to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable even if it's just for a moment but it will pass because I think when it's quite when you're saying when we resist it and we don't just surrender into that feeling of upset or fear or anxiety or worry we make it worse don't we but we don't realize it at the time well the thing I've realized is they are just feelings as as you have happiness and you have joy and you have excitement it's just the other side of the coin and they aren't 
pleasant whilst you're doing them, but just the relief afterwards and the understanding of yourself and your past. It's like this big jigsaw puzzle why you why you do things. I mean, you know, and, and I'm constantly unpicking things. Like, for example, I mean, to, to bring a, a food issue for me, um, I have never been able to... Up until very recently, I've never been able to set a goal. Why can't I set a goal? And for me, it was just this sort of, it was a fear of an achievement because I felt so bad about myself that, you know, if, for example, I was to achieve something and I did it badly, then that would prove to everyone out there just how bad and rotten I am. So, yeah, so if if I just kept failing then then that's my own doing does that make sense no totally I mean there's you know <laughs> when it comes to thoughts and things our thoughts do become our reality don't they and we often do have all mm. these beliefs about ourselves and things about not being good enough is a massive one for so many people like not just women yeah. but men included um, but when we have these beliefs whether we know that they're there or not we're always trying to prove ourselves right even though we don't understand it at the time um yeah that's that's just a prime example and that's you know something that you know maybe the listeners need to have a think about because sometimes it's not what we think we have an issue with it's actually something else yeah Um, a lot of us have these you know if we're not achieving the one thing that we do want to do it's always some kind of it's like a a secret commitment to something else and we just need to take that time to work it out and it's not it's not scary and you know it's nice to have it's nice to have support like with what you're doing and and make the space to make these conversations whether it's motion whether it's food anything you know it's it's good that people like us are giving that space to people no, so they definitely. don't feel ashamed yeah i think taking a taboo away because there's so much taboo around anxiety around depression around any kind of like mental illness and i i mm. do often say that a lot of women that have got like diet obsession they've got a type of mental illness because it's obsessive mm. compulsive behavior um and yeah. we do need to get rid of it as being a taboo because it's not something to be embarrassed about or ashamed of um and as you said you know the more that we can have conversations about this stuff the better so yeah so tell me happiness ninja let's kind of have a chat now about the stuff that you are passionate about and this is why I wanted you on the show because (laughs) happiness ninja first of all fantastic name did that take you a long time to create or did it just come to you in a flash of inspiration I think these things just come as as I love to play I'm just literally having a conversation with my partner he's listening to a radio show with a uh, Brian Eno, who's his like guru, yeah. and he's like, even Brian's going on about play, and I think that that for me is just sort of injecting, injecting silliness into your day, whether it's you know coming up with an alternative business title or have you know one of my favorite things is to have a bag of googly eyes in my handbag and stick them in silly places <laughs> I love this some of the things I know about Marie Claire I'm like you are so cool <laughs> thank you it's like making that was, that people... was a funny funny thing because like everyone used to say that to me and I just couldn't see it it's like yeah. but I hate myself <laughs> I know but often our kind of our challenges they are they become our message don't they they become our reason for being here so as you said this is all a blessing and I'm guessing that now you can appreciate and be really grateful for what you've been through because it's made you who you are so that's that's a really empowering thing so you've got um is it called the academy of awesome your kind of program the thing that you obviously talk about and you are very passionate about so what what does the happiness ninja do what's what's she all about so how how does this work (laughs) 
Well, the happiness ninja helps people to find they're happy, feel more confident with who they are and have more fun in life um because sometimes it just gets a bit too serious sometimes yeah, it's rubbish um, being a grown-up sometimes isn't it <laughs> yeah we need to adult life <laughs> love it <laughs> but um but yeah i i do sort of various things um i do in-person things so i do um i do happiness and silliness parties called the unicorn club where it is just literally embrace your inner child um i speak about my my journey with um you know my past with depression and sort of owning who I am and also like you said the Academy of Awesome is my my way of branching out um online basically to a wider audience um because I I realized basically if we're stuck in our head telling ourselves we're not good enough and that we don't deserve happiness then we just stay in this little cycle of 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 madness in our head Mm. and there's all these things going on around the world that we'd love to we'd love to help with and we'd love to make better but because we don't feel we're good enough or oh I could never do that and and so that Academy of Awesome is about sort of unleashing your inner superhero really so first of all it's just about starting with you know realizing the reasons you do have to be happy rather than the things you don't have to be happy sort of promoting you know kindness and and getting rid of you know the things you know the emotional baggage that's holding you back and and a negative talk in your head I mean I've got a very rude word calling you know the name that you call that's in your head um and it's just yeah it's just to let let go of all of that so then you can you can become this sort of superhero and do the things you want to do with your life because for me for example if I just stuck in my head going oh I'm not good enough I wouldn't have realized that actually I can help other people because I've been through this and if other people can get out of this negative vortex in their head just sucking them down yeah. they can step out and shine and be these awesome people that can help you know whether it's just a bit of volunteering or something else you know no definitely that's so important because there are so many people as you've rightly said that are just they can't see how fabulous they are you know they can't see that they've got these incredible like gifts and like you know just things that they can offer the world but they're not able to suppose tap into them because they don't see them like they don't appreciate them and suppose that comes down to people like you and I to start help coaxing these amazing people out of their shells if we if we went out on the street now and, and grabbed a random woman and said okay I want you to stand here and tell us all about your life and your journey and something that's you know quite poignant in your life she would probably go oh all these people are looking at me I feel I feel too fat or you know especially if somebody's recording her she might think oh well you know what's what's my life got to you know whether there are people with more you know more serious issues or whatever but if for example she were to realize you know just how when she's with her friends, just how she lights up the room or or how, how she energizes people. Yeah. You know, it's just about um it's about focusing on your strengths. You know, we're we're taught to look at and I don't know where we get this from. I remember it in high school, just like everyone would you know, it it would be wrong to big yourself up. You'd you'd go straight into the self depreciation. <laughs> it was just like, Oh no, I'm I'm rubbish at that and, and suddenly it becomes our story and and I think that's what 
I want to help people do is because if, if they can get out of that not being good enough and yeah. see the things and it's not about being a big head you know it's not about going oh look how amazing I am but there's nothing wrong with that but as long as you're not putting other people down yeah I think I think as you said and it's funny as you're talking I'm like oh my god that's so true it's like we do as a society we do kind of just it we normalize this behavior that we naturally just criticize ourselves and judge ourselves and compare ourselves yeah um, I mean look yeah. uh, for example um when was the last time you gave somebody a compliment and you said, oh, I love your dress? And they go, oh, this, it's it's only a fiver from Primark yeah, or yeah. this old thing. And it's like, somebody's just told you you look really nice. And yeah. it's like taking a tennis racket and go, oh, compliment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't do that. Can't possibly accept a compliment. It's true though, isn't it? Like so many people, my, and I used to do exactly the same. And every once in a while, I have to remind myself that it's okay to receive compliments and to you know thank people for saying nice things to us yeah. but yeah by by default we tend to like push them away which is a bit bizarre when you think about it so um yeah, talking about the happiness <laughs> I know exactly well I suppose it does come from society though and like you said sort of school and comparing ourselves at quite a young age and it just mm. becomes part of our like norm doesn't it and we don't question yeah. it either um so going back to what you said about the doing your work as the happiness ninja, I get a feeling that a lot of your work then is about injecting fun into people's lives. Would I be right? Yes. 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 <laughs> a little bit more, a little bit more adventure. You know, I'm not saying that everyone needs to completely turn their life upside down. You know, a lot of us have got really awesome lives, but we don't see them that way. You know, we let, we let the bills get us down. We let screaming children get us down. We let yeah. we let feeling bad about ourselves get us down. And, and you know, I think just looking at what we've achieved, you know, a lot of us, you know, if we've been to school and we've got a job and, and you know, we've got a house and a lovely family, it's like these are things to be really happy about. So why not, Yeah. you know, instead of coming home and having like, you know, big grumpy grumpy sort of afternoon like enjoy being silly with your children and so so yeah it's just about lo looking for magic and opening your mind a little bit to sort of the excitement that life has because I think the more you look for things the more you see and yeah it snowballs into awesomeness rather than despair <laughs> that's a really good way of explaining it Awesome. I definitely choose awesomeness over despair. I get mo yeah. most of the listeners probably would. How do um how do you look for magic? How do you like to do your fun? Um. Oh well, like I said, I've got a <laughs> I've got a, like a little bag of uh, googly eyes in my handbag, and I just look at ways I can stick them on things and <laughs> turn them into humans and take pictures on Instagram. And people are like, how did you even? <laughs> I love it. Um, and yeah, I guess sort of looking for little signs. You can have, uh, I don't know, you know, the, the number eight is like a sign of, of prosperity. So if I see eight, you know, triple eight, I'm like, oh, cool, something awesome's going to come my way. And yeah. it's, it's almost just inviting magic in, you know, in whatever belief you have or... Yeah. Or yellow cars as well. I have a game with uh, with a friend of mine wherever we're driving along. Um, whoever sees a yellow car first gets to punch the other person. <laughs> Remind me not to drive anywhere with you, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> You're a dead arm, I'm driving down the road. <laughs> but yeah, 
just makes the drive a little bit more fun. I mean, it doesn't get too violent, but it definitely gets competitive. <laughs> I can imagine. No, but do you know what, though? That's such a, that's such a, a really nice idea because, like you said, I think when we do become grown-ups, and I, I had this conversation with someone actually yesterday, that when we do become grown-ups, life can become a little bit monotonous, can't it? Like we yeah. we have this, well, if we've got children, we've got like school runs and we've got the house and we've got the shopping and we, we kind of fit mm. working in between. And if we're lucky, we get a moment for ourselves. And I think sometimes we do just have to step back and like you said, you know, where can we get a bit more fun and a bit more pleasure and a bit more enjoyment? Because that's the whole point of why we're here. Yeah, well, you know, even things like going to the supermarket, you know, you can turn that into time for yourself. You know, I I love going to the supermarket with my partner because it's just about sort of being silly around the supermarket, you know, or do your shopping list in alphabetical order or, you know, turn it into a supermarket sweep where whoever <laughs> you split the list in half and <laughs> do it um, with your children, you know. Yeah, now that sounds like something I could consider, actually. I think that, that <laughs> sounds like a bit of fun. My children hate going to the supermarket. They're like, oh, I don't want to come, mummy. So maybe next time that's what I need to do, turn it into some kind of game and then it becomes a bit more enjoyable. Yeah, just just anything can be a little bit more, you know, it doesn't have to be that serious in my world. And I think that's that's one thing that everyone, you know, sometimes I meet people and like, oh, what are you, What I want what you're having. Yeah, <laughs> kind of not take life too seriously. Yeah. What's your um? What's your top tip? So anyone listening right now who may be, can relate to what you're saying they're not in a good place they may be suffering from anxiety or overwhelm maybe they have got sort of depression and they're likely got food obsession think they need to lose weight in order for life to get better what would be your top tip like what would you want to suggest to that person right now well I think um whenever I give any of my tips I mean I think there's there's one that stands out above all the others and that is the attitude of gratitude I have got a book that I write in at the end of every day and it's called Today's Hoorays. (laughs) 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 And yeah, you know, you can write I am grateful for, but I I literally just say hooray for this and hooray for that and hooray for that. And the more you can write, you know, if your hand hurts the best, you know, the more your hand hurts the better. And I think, you know, we've all got our insecurities. I mean, I, you know, my bottom is growing larger and larger by the day. But that's that's okay, you know, at least, uh, you know, at least I've got a bottom. <laughs> exactly. And I love, I, <laughs> we all need one of those. That's very true. <laughs> and like you said, though, I mean, in like this world where we take things so seriously, I love the fact that you've just completely reframed that and said, well, yeah, my body might not be what it used to look like a few years ago, but at least I've got a bottom, at least I've got a body, at least I'm still here. This is amazing. Like, this is the kind of message that more people need to have. And you've made me laugh, which is so cool. <laughs> no, it's funny. We went we went out on Saturday and, and they had different chairs for everybody and I was given a hard one and it was like, it's all right, I've brought my own padding. <laughs> There you go, everyone. Listen to Marie Claire and how she's embracing her wobbly bits. This is what I talk about all the time. We don't need to change them. We just need to embrace them. And like you said, see the funny side of stuff sometimes when it gets us down. Um, That's, yeah, that's, you are the definition of a happiness ninja for sure. (laughs) For sure. So before we finish, Marie Claire, and I'm going to bring you back on the show because there's some more stuff that I want to talk to you about. 
But before we finish for today, um, anybody that is interested in your work as the Happiness Ninja, your Academy of Awesome, um, can you direct us to the best places to where we can find you? Yeah, sure. Uh, my website is um, www.happiness.ninja. It's as simple as that. That's a very cool website, but all your details are going to be below this podcast on my website. So mm-hmm. I'm going to link all Marie Claire's um, Facebook and Instagram and all the other social media stuff. You'll be able to find it there. Um, but otherwise, it's happiness.ninja, which is a very cool website as well. <laughs> Fabulous. Listen, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on Ditch the Diet Radio. We think your happiness vibe has definitely rubbed off on me. I'm trying not to giggle as I'm about to say goodbye to you on your um, closing remark about your bottom (laughs) (laughs) i hope it's been useful for your listeners i'm sure it will definitely well you're gonna come back i'm gonna bring you back okay yay (laughs) yay awesome listen have an awesome evening whatever you're up to and thank you very much we'll catch up soon see you later thank you bye-bye Thanks for listening to Ditch the Diet Radio, everyone, with your host, Rachel Foy. That's me. If you've got ever any questions, then you can email me at info at rachelfoy.com. Be sure to check out the website, rachelfoy.com, for your free gifts and other bits and pieces. And if you would like to leave a review or subscribe to the podcast, then please do so. I am trying my absolute best right now to get the most amazing, incredible, and inspirational people on the podcast show. And if there's anyone that you would really like me to interview, then drop me a message and I will see what I can do. Have an awesome day and remember that you can have a life where food doesn't control you. I can't wait to show you how. Bye.